0: So it's the second Sunday of May, which you know means it's Mother's Day. And mothers are filled with lots of advice or if it's not spoken, it's taught in some way, shape or another. Life lessons that we get or we got from our mothers or people who pretend to act like our mothers. And, and there's, you can see a lot of the advice like I mentioned before service. It's what you guys answered in a poll is all there on the backside. If you, if you got your answer in before printing, it's there. Uh, but there's, there's some, some neat lessons that you guys shared. Maybe it was, Hey, life isn't fair. Or maybe it's rub some dirt on it. Uh, maybe it's uh, clean as you go and your mess won't show. Uh, there's another one that I really like that one of you wrote, uh, don't be stupid. Uh, That was the advice that they remember that their mother shared with them Uh, Choose your friends wisely Choose your friends wisely That's the one that I'd like to hone in a little bit today Choose your friends wisely How's that going for you? You know, we just sang, and, and thanks to Sal for leading us in, in, in vocally, uh, we just sang, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. I don't know if you know this, but the author of that hymn, uh, Joseph Scriver is his name, he actually wrote that for his mom. Uh, he probably could remember back numerous times growing up where she gave him those words of advice, Joy, make sure you choose your friends wisely. But when she was gravely ill, he did a very wise thing, and he pointed her to her her best friend. He pointed her to that one who could share in her sorrows. He pointed her to that one who could know her every weakness. He pointed her to Jesus. What a friend we have in jesus and and the way that jesus again described what it means to have him as our friend as we heard in in john today is is pretty remarkable greater love has no one than this that he laid down his life for his friends or the way that he describes it he says you know what this is how much i love you guys i love you as much as my heavenly father loved me and you just think about that The perfect relationship of the triune God, the way that the Father loved the Son, is exactly how God says, that's exactly how Jesus says, I love each and every one of you. With that perfect love, you are Jesus' friend. And when you think about that, that's the kind of friend that he is, I mean, I don't think there's a single one of us here today who wouldn't agree it would be well to listen to our mothers and choose our friends wisely and let jesus be one of those people that we choose but can we can we choose jesus as a friend if you were with us in worship last week whether it was in person or online I, you heard us use the third article the third part of what's called the Apostle's Creed. The Apostle's Creed is just a a summary of the Christian faith. And the third part looks very closely at the person of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, Communion of Saints, so on and so forth. And then we looked at an explanation of that article. We said, what does this mean? And even if you weren't here, you've maybe said these words before, but that explanation well, the third article starts off this way. I cannot, I cannot by my own thinking or choosing believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. In other words, I cannot choose Jesus as my friend. Why not? Well, sometimes mothers say, because I said so. Here you could say, because the Bible says so. The Bible says we are by nature sinful, which means that separates us from God. In fact, it goes on more than to just say that we're sinful. It says says that every inclination of a person's heart by nature is sinful all the time. And it goes on to say, you know, that, that the sinful mind is hostile to God, not a friend of God, an enemy of God, not a friend of God. I can't choose Jesus to be my friend. But that's what makes it even more remarkable of what Jesus says here in John chapter 15 when he says, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. Let that sink in. Jesus chose you as his friend you and me of all people Jesus chose you as his friend marvel at that status that you and I have today celebrate that status that you are a friend of Jesus and that brings certain advantages I mean you've probably heard the saying before it doesn't matter so much who or what you know it matters who you know right? Well, there are certain advantages that we have of being a friend of Jesus. I, in, you know, I, to, to illustrate, you know, I think of people in your life that maybe it's advantageous to be their friend. When I was in high school, it was advantageous to be a friend of Julie Fleischner. So Julie, if you're watching online, it's been 30 years or whatever, but maybe, uh, so credit to you, but if you were a friend of Julie Fleischner, Uh, That meant you could go to her mansion and watch the Super Bowl on a big screen TV before anybody else had big screen TVs. If you were a friend of Julie Fleischner, you could go swimming in that in-ground pool in the backyard or sit in the nice hot tub in the backyard. If you were a friend of Julie Fleischner, you could shoot trap at her parties as they had those clay pigeons that they would uh, launch her and and they would supply the ammo and the shotguns. Uh, If you were a friend of Julie Fleischner, you could... um, you could go on the bumper boats in the man-made lake that they had in the backyard. Or you could go ride a horse in the arena next door. Or you could even you could even score tickets to go see Hulk Hogan at a WWF main event in the area as they loaded up five, three 15-passenger vans of teenagers and paid for everything. I mean, they were filthy rich. Seriously, filthy rich. They hauled sewage for a living. So... Uh, um, but, uh, you know, it was, you're like, all right, this is awesome. Well, what does it mean? What does it mean to be a friend of Jesus? It means much more than being a friend of Julie Fleischner or anybody, other other friend that you and I have. And one of the blessings that Jesus outlines in our lesson here for us today is that, one, you are in the know. Listen again to that last verse. You know verse 15 of our lesson he says this he says he says i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead i have called you friends for everything that i learned from my father i have made known to you you know true confessions here this is probably where i stink as a friend and i could give you tons of excuses Maybe it's my analytical mind or my deliberative mind is that I don't like to, to share what I know until it's all organized in my own brain. Once it's there, okay, now I'll let you in the know. But until it's done, all, everything is, all the T's are crossed and I's are dotted, it's like, no, I keep this to myself. And I think sometimes that really torques awesome for us. I don't know what you're thinking. I don't, you're not letting me in on the know. That's why we're having a Focus Sunday next Sunday, so that you, we, we share the no. But Jesus, Jesus didn't do that. Look what he says here. He says, everything, everything I learned from the Father, everything I received, I shared with you. He didn't keep secrets from his friends. He didn't keep secrets from his disciples. He didn't, he didn't keep them guessing as to what was going on it, he didn't you know he didn't shy away from any tough topics now that, does that mean that the disciples became experts right away absolutely not they had to learn and learn and learn and learn and and it, it, it's the same reason why we call our introductory course here at church starting point and not ending point it's the same reason why in two weeks when we celebrate what's called confirmation as max and emily will be confirmed it's called confirmation not graduation it's not that you're done with your spiritual growth and upbringing it's just a stepping stone confirmation in fact means strengthening that we want to continue to be strengthened in god's word all of our days or the bible over and over and over and over again says continue Continue in what you learned or grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So while we maybe don't grasp everything as being a friend of Jesus, just like that, and that can become frustrating once in a while. They, I don't get this or I don't get that. But understand what Jesus is saying here. He says, the curriculum's here. Don't worry, I'm not going to hide anything from you. not going to keep secrets and the fact that you know God's great plan the fact that you know that that Jesus became one of us to live a perfect life in our place and to die a perfect death on the cross to pay for our sins the fact that you know that he rose victorious from the grave so that heaven is open for you the fact that you know that today You know what that ought to assure you of? That you're Jesus' friend. That's evidence that, hey, Jesus hasn't kept this from you. He considers you his friend. And by far, that is the greatest advantage that we have when it comes to being a friend of Jesus, that we know everything that he did for us to earn heaven in our place as our substitute. But don't stop there there are many other advantages that we also have in being a friend of Jesus Jesus goes on to spell that here And, and one of the next advantages is that not only do we know what he has done for us not only are we in the know when it comes to how heaven is ours the second point that Jesus makes in this last conversation with his friends is that you can make a difference you can make a difference If I say the term millennials, do you know what that refers to? Uh, Some of you are them if you don't know that. Uh, Anybody, according to the experts, anybody ages 25 to 40, born between 1981 and 1996, you are what people call millennials now. And lots and lots and lots have been written about millennials. Some good, some not so good. Uh, understand that there are stereotypical things so if I say something I'm not necessarily talking about you personally Um, but Millennials what are some stereotypical thoughts that the experts have labeled for this generation one they are not so concerned about the position or the title that they maybe have they don't necessarily care if they're president or CEO of a company uh, stereotypically they maybe don't even care about landing the biggest paycheck although I just re- saw an article this week they have no problem sharing with you what they earn that's a uh, it's no longer a no-no to talk about how much everybody makes um, but while while those are maybe some stereotypical there's another thing while they maybe don't care about being the president or the CEO or they don't care how much they make what really what really seems to, to get a, a millennial going is that they want to make a difference. They want to make an impact on other people's lives. Two millennia ago, Jesus understood very well millennial mindset. Think about how often throughout scriptures Jesus says that to you. His friends, you, you can make a difference. Whether it's just short phrases like, hey, you, you are the salt of the earth. You are the ones that I'm gonna use to flavor this world. You're the ones that I'm gonna use to, to preserve this world. Or he says, you, you are the light of the world. You are the ones that can bring the light of hope to the people living in darkness you i mean think about this we're about to celebrate ascension jesus didn't have to leave but he chose to leave so that he could empower and equip us says you you go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of father son and holy spirit or you look at how jesus puts it in our in our lesson here so in john 15 this is what he says he says you did not choose me But I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. At first that might sound rather intimidating. I work for Jesus? But instead of thinking how intimidating that is, just think about how exhilarating that is. That of all people God chose you to make a difference in other people's lives and he wants you to do that same today you know I was reminded of that uh, this week oh, I opened up some mail and there was an invitation maybe you guys are getting all these graduation invitations or that type of thing this time of year and there's a picture of this high school girl sitting on her counter. I had no idea who that was. And I even said, you know, who's, who's Joy Wirtz? Don't remember that name. But thankfully, thankfully, mom and dad sent an accompanying letter. And that letter, they outlined, hey, 18 years ago, uh, the, a bride to be went to uh, get married. And she told this fiance she said you bet I you better actually when they were still dating she said you better find out what makes me tick I want you to find out what my faith means to me and so her boyfriend at the time took her word serious he was kind of ag- agnostic didn't really know much about Jesus but okay he wants to have this bride well I happened to be the pastor in his town she lived a couple hours away but he came to to our church and he He went through Bible class starting point with me and and during that time what happened what happened is that throughout that time as we studied God's Word together Jesus ended up calling this young man his friend and now here 18 years later the Lord has also called their two daughters his friends as they know what Jesus has done for them and I You know, it just made me kind of get goosebumps when I read some of the. I'm not going to read you the whole letter, but uh, just one of these lines here. Uh, God sent you back in 19 or back in 2003, and you made an everlasting impact on my family. An everlasting impact. Fruit. That will last. And you think, well, yeah, you got to do that because you're a pastor. But the bride-to-be wasn't. But really, when you think about it, it was the bride-to-be that made that everlasting impact on her future husband. It was the bride-to-be that made that everlasting impact on her now two teenage daughters. Don't underestimate how God has positioned each and every one of you to make a difference in someone else's life, spiritually speaking, and physically speaking. And I don't know if you see it, I see it. I see examples sitting right in front of me. People who pick up others and bring them to church. Putting them into contact with the word. People who show their faith by making meals for others. People who send a card. People who are just making a difference with their presence. I don't know if you ever think about that, but if you don't think you make a difference by being here, I will personally say, yes, you do. Maybe not for everybody else, but you sure do for me. Uh, One of my downfalls is that I'm a numbers guy. I wanted to be an actuary in another life. and that, that's sometimes a bad thing because I'll go home and I'll be counting in my head how many people were there. And if there's 50 or 60 or 70 or 94 like there was on Easter, not that it matters, not that, I mean, I get just as much out of three being here on Thursday. But it adds to the joy of fellowship that we have. And so personally, I just would like to thank you for being here today. Your presence has made a difference in my life. Your presence makes a difference in my worship today. Never underestimate how you make a difference just by being here. That's part of what a friend does, being a friend of Jesus is able to do, to realize you can make a difference. Now, there's a third third blessing that Jesus outlines. He says not only do my friends not only are my friends in the know not only can my friends make a difference he goes on to spell out a third blessing he says that you also have the privilege to pray that's the advantage of being a friend of jesus and maybe the best way for me to summarize that or to address that blessing that jesus outlines for us is is let's not just let that privilege be something that we sing about, take it to the Lord in prayer, but let it be something that we actually do. Jesus wanted you to be his friend because he wanted you to have access to his Heavenly Father's ear. Jesus wanted you to be his friend because he wanted to give you access to your Heavenly Father's heart. Jesus wanted you to be his friend because he wanted to give to you access to your Heavenly Father's hands so that your Heavenly Father could serve you as one of his friends. Listen to again to what it says here. It says, I want, I, you did not choose me, but I chose you, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. And so that these aren't just simply words that we that we sing in a song take it to the Lord in prayer or so that they aren't simply words that we preach in a sermon I'd just like to end our, our service today our sermon today by taking advantage of what Jesus invites us to do and so we simply fold our hands and we bow our heads and we go to the Lord in prayer a dear Jesus how humbling it is that you call us friends what an even greater thing to consider what privileges come with that as your friends thank you for making known to us your rescue plan thank you for not keeping it a mystery but clearly revealing in your word how you lived died and rose again so that we can look forward to an eternity at your side today we'd also ask that you make that known to Daniel Daniel is the brother of a friend and frequent visitor of our congregation, Benjamin. As Daniel recovers from a bad car accident, grant healing, but also grant hope, as we are not certain about Daniel's relationship with you. Today, we also pray for Danielle Hewitt's mother. As she is gravely ill, use Danielle and her family to clearly point her mother to you, to the friend that she has in you. And as your friends, we are also humbled that you use us to make a difference in the lives around us. Today, we especially thank you for the way you used our mothers to give us life, and in many cases, so much more. Open our eyes to see the opportunities we have in this congregation, this community, and in our families. Opportunities to bear fruit, fruit that will last. Fill our speech with words of comfort. To those who need healing and words of witness to those who currently don't know you lord thank you for simply listening and giving us the privilege to pray listen to this prayer and lead us to boldly pray to our heavenly father confident that he hears and answers all that we ask in your name and it's in your name that we now join to pray to him